Tough night for the Raptors in Boston as they lose at 121-102 to the Celtics as the Celtics complete the sweep. Welcome to Raptors postgame show on Raptors game night, TSN 1050. Jim Taddy, Warren Ward, Josh Lewenberg with you. and pleased to have with us Javon Shepard from the play-by-play group to analyze this. Javon, the, the Raptors dropped a 40-41. and 41. I think it's very easy to go over those 81 games and find seven games like this one yes. where you're, you're sort of shaking your head. And, and if you had, if they were 47 and, and whatever that would be on the other side, they would be exactly where they thought that we, they would have been uh, when we started the season, fifth or sixth. It's, it's, it's that close, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a, a slim margin, but I'll tell you this much. You're, you're that much far away when you don't execute the things that you're supposed to. And you look at how Boston came out today, and I, I'll tell you this much. The ball on a pass moves faster than the feet, moves faster than the dribble, and they did that. They got those initial lines, of, got their, their first attack um, at the line of the attack and got into the paint, and then they just moved the basketball, right? 37 assists. Like, think about that for a second. 37 assists on 45 made field goals, right? And it, it just seemed like every time they touched the basketball, everything that went up was gold. But they were just getting everything they wanted, right? And Tatum got off to a quick start. And I think for the Raptors, right, you've got to, one, in, in moments like this, somebody's got to step up. And in the broadcast, I said it, it's not about who's going to score the basketball. It's not about, you know, who's going to have the, the, the greatest night rebounding or assist. Like, who's going to step up and, and, like, bark and get into guys? Like, who has that, that, that personality, that, that invigoration into their team? And I thought somebody should have had to go into that locker room and just rip the locker room apart, tear it apart. Hmm to get a response from, from this, this unit, right? And, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing. We've had a number of these games, and I think it's, it was disappointing to see tonight because we're down to two games, right, and now down to one yeah. and, and preparing for the play-in play situation, which is a completely different ball game. That's do or die, or, you know, you send yourself packing, right? So it was disappointing to see from that end, but, you, again, you want to credit this Boston team. They were depleted as well tonight. No Tatum, no Smart. Um, number of other guys as well, and, and they just came out and played their basketball. I don't know if it was, you know, Boston played an amazing game, a great game, or did Toronto just play that bad? And from the start, you could just see the body language. I thought I thought Scotty came out and he tried to have some fire early, and then it kind of evaporated. Um, I don't know if it was from, just from the team, the energy. Uh, there, was, there was points in the game where I seen Coach Nate Bjorken on the on the sideline. He's turning to the to the bench and trying to clap and and energize guys not only the players but the staff as well right and and at this point in the season you've got to have a bit more energy you got to have a bit more fight um and enthusiasm because you're playing for something different like this game should have been one of the games where you're not trying to end the season but you're trying to get in rhythm you're trying to get on board trying to get everything on the same page going into the playoffs uh, play in excuse me i think um you know Looking at the, the just the overall performance, it just goes to show you how not to say how far off the Raptors are as a you know as a team, but just look at how complete maybe Boston is and, and what they do well and how they were able to dominate the game. And you know, at you know, as Javon said, you know, thirty seven assists, they out rebounded the Raptors by almost twenty. Um, they had a lot more turnovers and still won the game by almost 20 points. 19 turnovers and still almost won the game by 20. So it just goes to show you how much, at this point, better they are. The Raptors were able to start their starting lineup basically two nights in a row where Boston tweaked the lineup multiple times and still came out effective both nights. And that just goes to show you that whoever slots in knows exactly what they're doing. They know the outcome that they're looking for, and they got it. 
and they got it both nights. So that that to me was the probably the most teachable you know teachable moment you know I mean for the Raptors moving forward is that that's the type of team lineup that you know they need to have. And uh, I'm not going to call it anyone's names, but we saw a lot of heads going down whenever something happened. Even in the third quarter, I thought the Raptors actually played pretty well, but. We saw every basket. We saw, you know, all the body language negative. And it just goes to show that maybe some guys are a bit checked out. And part of having pride and part of, um, you know, playing for something is no matter what's going on, you continue to show the same sort of effort. Because if I can see that body language, everyone else can. And it, it goes a long way. And it's, it's, it's almost demoralizing at this point in, you know, I mean, in the season to get beat like, you know, I mean, like this, you know, I mean, two days in a row without Brown playing tonight. Tatum playing the first night, lineup tweaks all over the place, and Boston is able to dominate. And you know, it's it's unacceptable to you know what I mean to some degree, but at the same time, we've seen this movie before. The Raptors have played catch up in a multitude of games, and this was no different. Yeah, and it, you yeah, know, uh, oh, go ahead, Josh. Pride is a good word for it, right? We talked about that a lot at halftime, too, where it's like, yeah, regardless of what's at stake tangibly in terms of the standings, a game like this, you come out and you have to have some semblance of pride. But maybe a, a better word for it, I think, is like habit. You have to you have to set good habits as a winning organization, as a yeah. winning team in a situation like this, because it's so tough to just flip on a switch and what? Four days or so from now, in just a few days on Wednesday, the Raptors are going to be playing in a game that's literally must win. Win or go home, or I guess win or stay home in this case, because the game will be in Toronto. But that's how much the games are going to mean in just a few days from now. So it doesn't matter what the game meant today, because I think it's too tough of an ask to say, all right, well... In a few days from now, when the game actually means something, we're just going to flip on the switch. The Raptors aren't good enough to just flip on the switch. And that's why I think you look at the other side of things, and you guys mentioned it with Boston. Like, that's what a great team does. That's what a good team does, no matter what's at stake. In this case, nothing for Boston because they've locked up their spot at number two. And no matter who's on the court, you play a certain way every game. And there are always going to be those – it's a long season. 82 games are going to be those games where you just don't have it for whatever reason. But – we're nearing the end of this thing now, and there's been way, way, way too many of these nights for the Raptors. Way too many of these quarters and way too many of these nights to the point where, like, I'm not even sure what's worse. Is it the games where the Raptors have given up a big lead and lost in the end? Is it the games where they haven't been able to execute? Or these games like tonight where, for whatever reason, they just haven't brought it from start to finish? But even in the Tampa se season, and, and maybe this is just the recency bias speaking here, but even in the Tampa season, I don't remember this many demoralizing losses. But I agree with you. Like You look at the body language throughout the night tonight, and it just wasn't good and and i i don't know how this team turns it on in a few days from now from from where they are right now tonight yeah and, and to your point there there's you know there's a number of variables and, and who knows what is a contributing factor but i'll tell you this much going forward the model's got to be capitalized and one thing that that sticks out to me is you know the fact that this team forced 21 turnovers tonight and only only had 21 points right so that says to me they weren't able to capitalize right and you, you pretty much scored on half of those turnovers Right, you have 21 more possessions. That should be easily, you know, 40 points, a 40 point difference, you know, 30 to 30 points minimum. And I, I think, you know, with with everything that's gone on all year, um, you're, we're we're down to one regular season game, and you're going into to play in action. Right, nothing else matters anymore. And I, I'll tell you this much: if if you're able to make a little run here, nobody remembers the regular season. 
right? You you finish off strong and make a push into the playoffs. You know, surprise some people, surprise your own, maybe your own organization, and, and come together as a group in that room. I think you see you you start to see something and that shifts the energy. And also, I think guys got, got to just believe in each other. I think tonight what we seen was, and I and I mentioned it before um, to Jonesy, the team looked like a, a junior college team. And individuals are trying to get themselves noticed and trying to get a, get, a, get themselves scholarships, right? And they just look bad at some points. And how many times did we see, you know, not only this this Boston team just execute and score at will? And I shouldn't even say execute because they really didn't run much other than horn, some horns action. And it's most of the times when the Raptors took poor shots, they advanced the ball up the court and got some easy looks. But in, in the half court set, I think the disappointing part was the, the the number of backdoor cuts we've seen off of the baseline, and that just told me that guys just weren't focused, they weren't locked in. One, two, okay, great. But when you start to get three or four guys just falling asleep and you're getting pa- passes right behind you for layups, then that, that, that to me is just mis- missed assignments, misfocus, and, you know, lack of attention to detail. This po- at this point in the season, you know, you don't have that luxury. And to, to your point, um, you're just not good enough for that. When we've said this, this team has to win by committee, by committee, they have to fight. They have to be on the same page together. You know, I, I like the fact that Gary Trent Jr. came out in the second half and played slightly better because you're going to need him. You know, you're going to need Will Barton. You're going to need the bench. You're going to need Chris Boucher. Precious Tua, he's come out and, and really put together some, some games for himself. His minutes have started to increase tonight, 6 for 10, 16 points and 7 rebounds. Well, everybody's got to be on the same page and everybody's got to do it together or it's going to be short-lived. You know, we were talking about the depth of Boston, and, and that's probably the key. I mean, the, the Raptors don't have that depth. Um, and it, to me, it just looked like the starters were just burned out. They just they couldn't find it. They, they didn't. They weren't. Co- there was no cohesion on the, on the floor, and, and and you know they were they were left to scatter. I mean, they they just did not have it. I, and, and the fatigue thing would would be concerning for me, just because you know I think they've they've been exhausted many times during the course of the season. When you see starters like that, I mean I, that's just that's concerning for me. I, I, you could find it again on Sunday, and and maybe next Wednesday, but at some point this is going to come back. It's deflating. Sure. It's de- it's definitely deflating, and and Warren, you can you know take go ahead with this. But I'm sure you've been in these situations as well before. Where yeah, we both have for it, sure, man. It, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you just have to play, right? There's no there's no science to it. There's no scheme to it. You know, the coaches coach they give you a game plan, and when you come out a lot of times today it wasn't lack of you know defensive execution. Guys are just blown by, you know, blowing doors. That's not that's a choice at that point. That is okay. I don't, I don't care to guard my yard. I don't care to guard my, my, my man. And then I'm worried about the, the help side and weak side there. Everybody starts to play selfish basketball, and you can't have that. That's a choice that you can make going into you know, your final regular season game. Well, without, <clears throat> without Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Dino Gallinari, Malcolm Brogdon, they played 10 the, – sorry, the Celtics played 10 guys without those guys there. So – just, just, just add them into the lineup and see the type of depth that they have. And even though Blake Griffin is not the same Blake Griffin he was, he still played 19 minutes and affects the outcome of the game. Mike Muscala, same thing. You know, all these guys, even even Derek White, like that's a great addition for what he does. 12 points, 10 assists, six rebounds in 28 minutes. Like you're not. This team is well constructed, and their depth. The the even even if the Raptors had. Better yet, they need more players. You can't play a, uh, six guys 30-something-plus minutes against a team that essentially tonight only played one guy, which was Sam Hauser, over 30. You know, it's very, very difficult to, to do that in two in two games. Like, you know, 
and I'm, I'm sure Jamal will tell you, after a while, your legs just become noodles. These guys have been playing a long time. It's not an excuse, but it is the reality. I, I can only imagine what they must physically feel like going in night in, night out. And not only that, but having to play uphill the majority of the season because we've seen the Raptors be down by you know, 10, 5, 15 points for a second quarter. So if you're constantly playing catch-up, it means, you know what, you got to exert a lot more energy. So when you go up and now, you're in game 81, you're playing a team with without some of their best players, they're still playing 10 guys. No one played over 30 minutes except for Sam Hauser. I mean, it, listen, my my legs, as, as strong as I may think I am, I would be a spaghetti noodle too. I can promise you that. The noodle legs and the cotton mouth. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a real tough, thing. It's though, right? It's a like real you're, thing, you're, man. You're putting yourself in these holes, and the Raptors have done it so many times this year. And, and that's why, like, listen, I know amongst the fan base, and even with us, like, the running joke is the fake comeback, right? But when the players start referring to it by name, as Chris Boucher did last week, saying way too many fake comebacks, he's using the term that was coined by the fan base, that's problematic. That's not a good thing when it becomes known as, like, oh, oh here comes the fake comeback. And, yeah, I mean, the Raptors, I think you mentioned it earlier, Warren, is, like, they were chipping away. They were, they were solid in the third quarter. Pascal Siakam, all of a sudden the Raptors have the lead down to, it's hard to keep a straight face while I say this, but the, the Raptors had the deficit <laughs> down to 18, which is actually not nothing, right? Like they cut it in half from where it was at 36. But yeah, when, when you're digging yourself out of a 36-point hole, that's exhausting. You can't do that over the course of a full game, and that's why, like, see, I remember that Raptors historic comeback against Dallas back a, a number of years yeah. ago, coming back from, from 30 down but those types of games are like few and far between one every like decade or something like that you can't that, you're not going to see that very often and that it wasn't happening tonight no yeah i mean that, that's uh, that's well said and when you think of the 40 wins can you rhyme me off five that were easy i, I don't think there's an easy win in any of the 40 I, and and so no. when, once you say that you try not to maybe charlotte the wins yeah, okay, but you, you try not to project the fatigue into the play-in game against Chicago, but it's difficult not to go there, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's, it's difficult not to go there, but I also say there's no option, right? There's no tomorrow if you don't you know, attack that game and step into it and, and play with some vigor, right, and some fight, some energy. So, you know, you've, and, and you have one thing that this team has is they have some championship pedigree. Like, let's not forget that. Yeah. So. Now you've you've actually got to show it. I think we've had we've you know spoke about this time and time again. It's it's like beating tires and you know it's the same song and dance. Well, guys, got to just go do it right. The ball talk, the ball gets tossed up. There's 48 minutes of basketball. You've got to end with a higher score than your opponent. And however you figure that out, right? Whatever you got to do to get there is how you survive. There's not it's not the beginning of the season where you have 80 games left. 81 games left. It's not a halfway point in the season when you have 41 games left. It's not. And I think that we've got into that habit a bit of, you know, it's okay. We pacify ourselves. It's, it's okay. It'll get better. Be patient, be patient, be patient. And it's not just with the Raptors. It's in sports in general, right? When things aren't going well, we, we continually say, you know, it's going to be, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And we, we, we just pacify ourselves until we're at that, that end point and you've still got to make change, right? There's got to be difference. And the inconsistencies, the ups and the downs, the ups and the downs, there's that we've just run tired now, and there's no more of that. So, you know, whether it be you're not going to go into your into the practice and completely change your your system, right? Um, Nick Nurse isn't going to become a different coach, 
but guys got to respond. They got to they've got to want it for themselves more. The coaching staff got to buckle down a bit more, and you've got to have some in-game adjustments. Or if, even if it's not in-game adjustments, you've got to have a way to get a response out of your team, out of your team, right? And that's got that's what you got to look for in these last, you know, hey, one regular season game and going to that game against Chicago. We don't know who we're going to see when we play Milwaukee. I'd imagine they've already locked up the number one seed. We're not going to see their best team, but when you get to to Chicago. Um, You've got to find a way to to get that energy, get that fight out of guys. And guys also got to get into, go walk into those games and say, listen, it's now or never. Javon, I think that's thanks a home very game much for hanging for us, around. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. They're too, yeah. Thanks, Javon. Thank uh, you. We'll take a break, regroup, and, and go over this again. Uh, 121-102 was the final. Celtics over the Raptors. Celtics sweep the Raptors this season. This is Raptors game night at TSN 1050. Game night, the post-game show. Jim Taddy, Josh Lewinberg, and Warren Ward with you trying to explain a 121-102 loss in Boston as the Celtics win all four against the Raptors this year. And Warren will go around the, the circle here. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to pile on. Uh, I'm not happy with what I saw tonight, uh, but there's a game Sunday which is absolutely meaningless, and I don't know that we, we even need to analyze that, but I'm trying not to pile on because they may win on Wednesday night and 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 go on. So it, it's not it's not the end of the the season for the Raptors. It just um, leaves a bad taste in your mouth, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think mentally, um, the Toronto Raptors could be you know a, a bit distraught right now. I don't I don't think they have a an, you know any sort of like identity. I think some guys might be even checked out mentally and saying you know like. It, what are we playing for? You know, do they, I think there's so many other things that are going to be on their mind. And, and because because the feeling and the spirit of the team is probably not the highest right now after getting beat back to back, you know, you, you would assume that there's, you know, going to be those thoughts. But that's the challenge. You're going to have to weather your own, you know, your own mentality first and, and stay focused and try and get yourself into these playoffs, you know, win the home game, represent here well, and then go on the road and try and get in there. And and if you do, then, you know, the mountain's really higher. But again, seven game series, anything can happen. And if, if, if the Toronto Raptors can find a way to start clicking, because it's now it's either now or Cancun. So, you know, choice is yours, essentially, right? So you got to try and find a way to go ahead and click and get on the right path so that, you know, we can, we, you know, the, the, the team can go on and, and show forth that the team that's here is good enough. And I, I know Josh said it earlier, and I, you know, I'm going to repeat it. Uh, it's one thing to say that, that this group has potential. Yeah. And I think all of us have said that all year long. You know, I've, I've been driving this optimism bus for a long time now, and I might have to get off myself. You know, so it's time, it's time for them to put that together instead of us just talking about it, hoping for it. You got you know, you to show it. You got to show it. You know, potential is only good if it showcases, if it gets better. And right now, we're not, we're not seeing that. So that is the challenge. I think, I think mentally first, the Raptors have to sort out an identity. How do we want to come out? How, how are we going to remain consistent? Because playoff basketball is different than, you know I mean, than, than any sort of regular season basketball. The game slows down. So you know, what are we going to do in the half court? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's put up or shut up time right now, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and <laughs> what's alarming to me is that there's been, for a little while, a, a disconnect between, okay, maybe not a little while, maybe most of the season, a disconnect between what we're hearing and what we're seeing because the players are all saying the right thing and, and, and nurses as well in that, like, 
you ask them and they say, well, when we're at our best, we can compete with anybody. There's not a team in the league that we're afraid of. We can go into the play-in and make noise and, and make it to the playoffs and push one of the best teams in the league. They're all saying that. But are we seeing that on the floor? Do we, and it's not even a matter of like go out there and show it. It's a matter of like, do they actually believe what they're saying? Because there are moments like they're, the head coach is saying things before games that leads us to believe that he's got one foot out the door. The players are out there in a game like today that's not like must win by any means, but it's like, okay, well, where's your pride in, in a, in a situation where you're playing a team that's, down in numbers you still have an opportunity to go out there and get eighth like there there are moments here where we're just not seeing the same things that we're hearing and that's what's concerning right now a wise man once said play in for what right like and there's no point in going through the motions if you're not going to make something of it and and that's the problem if if that thought is getting into their minds if that is something that and Warren just mentioned that if if that's something that the players are wondering like well why are we doing this if we're not good enough that's a problem. They've got to believe they're good enough to actually not just make the play in, not just steal a game from Chicago, but beat Miami or Atlanta and then actually yeah. go on to make some noise in the playoffs. They're saying they believe it, but do they actually believe it? And that's a question I still have. In terms of a, an actual subplot for the Sunday game, I'm not sure how they approach that game against Milwaukee because in most scenarios where you know where you're seated, you have nothing tangible left to play play for, in most cases I would say, yeah, absolutely, sit your guys, or at least some of them, like don't risk injury. But I don't know that you want this to be the last taste of, of competitive, meaningful basketball that you have going into the play-in. This is going to be the, the taste that's in your mouth going, I, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe you do go out there and you play your guys and you try to get that win and have some semblance of momentum going into the play. And I, I don't know. I could see it either way. It sounds like Nick Nurse was asked that question, and, and he's not really sure yet how they're going to approach it. What, what do you guys think? I don't know what I would do on Sunday. I, I think I'd be looking for uh, cohesion on the court, uh, you know, a good four quarters as opposed to the ghost quarter. And I know it wouldn't mean anything in the standings, but it, but it would be a, a morale booster that way. How about you, Warren? Uh, first of all, great question, Josh. Um, yeah. My, my thoughts on this is pretty simple. I think you play the starters the first 20 minutes uh, or the first half. And yeah. if you're up, then they sit. And if not, they continue to play because I would, if I'm the Toronto Raptors, I want to end that last game with a win. I, 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 that's that's of vital importance and not just for standings. Who cares about that? It's just it's just for the pride. It's just for the fact that on our on our night here at home against the Bucks, whatever right, lineup they home. have, I, I doubt I doubt it'll be their starters. So whatever lineup they have, we're gonna come out and we're gonna win. That's that's most important. As long as we come out and and you know. We get the W here tonight. That's what matters. And then play in playoffs. That's going to sort itself out. But I just hope mentally the players are still locked in. And you know, as Josh said, it's very important that the belief is there that yeah, we are not just here. You know, we 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 believe that we can win. So we're going to push in this play in. We're going to push in the playoffs because we can win. If not, 
Go to Expedia and book your Cancun trip. If 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 they're not going to come with that type of mentality, then go ahead. You know, lock. You know, you know what? Disengage from now. But I I, w- I would I would assume that the challenge for everyone is just going to be how long can we stay locked in? What's our belief level like? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you know, quite frankly, I, I agree the whole with game that. is. Go ahead, Sorry, Josh. go ahead, Jimmer. No, I was, I was just, just going to say, say I, a... I, I think you need to play it straight up now. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think you need to play it straight up on Sunday. I agree with that. I think that it's not even about the loss today necessarily. Like, you could come out tonight, and maybe this was a competitive game in, 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 in the metaverse, in an alternate universe. This was a competitive game tonight. You lose anyway, but you can say, okay, well, we're, we're locked in now to, to ninth, but we're, we're going to rest some guys on Sunday. But it's, it's not that they lost. It's how they lost. And if nothing else, it's like, all right, well, to, to take the night off on Sunday or the day off I guess the afternoon off like they they don't deserve it after after playing the way they did tonight if I'm Nick Nurse I'm saying okay well everyone's got to go out there on Sunday play the way the way they should have today and again try to go into the play-in with some semblance of forget momentum but just like togetherness and feeling feeling good about yourself as a team which they can't be right now or at least they shouldn't be right now yeah, I would say uh, reestablish home court uh, just because your next game yeah. Wednesday night is also there. Uh, so let's get into the ghost quarter. Tonight it was in the first, 34-16, Boston led after the first quarter, and Nick Nurse on getting off to a slow start. It was the strangest start to the game because we were really ready. I think we turned them over five times in the first, like, three minutes, and we got nothing out, and we turned it right back over in the transition, right? Like, really ready to, really ready to go defensively really good um and then a little bit little bit deflating you know that we weren't turning those two-on-ones or whatever even into shots a couple times okay so that's one thing and then uh you know like my first time out i think we were down 10 to 2 or 12 to 2 and i was like my god we've played great (laughs) defensively right and we're down 10 points in in a few five minutes but then i thought we um we hurt ourselves a little bit offensively i thought we were we were uh, getting a lot of paint touches, but the paint was really crowded, and we weren't getting it out enough. And didn't didn't finish, or they blocked. They had a series where they blocked a, a few shots. Um, we just made some bad choices there, and that's what got us into the defensive. Then, then it got tough. We were really getting, we were really hurt in transition out of some of those. Um, just not not getting back, not. Or if we were back, it was a quick early um, drive and um, either at the rim or out to a three, and we just weren't rotating out very good. So and we talked about this a little bit before the game. Like uh, our defense um, has remained pretty solid even when we're going through these shooting slumps, but tonight it did not. That was a long answer to that first question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, and I think that um, we didn't look great. I didn't think energy-wise after after a while, right? Um, you know, so that's that's always a big factor. Um, you know, but listen, I just told the guys we got to learn what we can from that, and a lot of that I just explained to you, right? We got to learn. We got to learn what we can from that. Um, it's not really going to matter all that much in the standings or whatever. Um, kind of where we are and, and whatever. So we need we need to learn. Um, 
you know, I think I think we'll have some good good things to go through to to figure out again, like, you know, when we're taking it places, how to get the relocation and things. Just make sure we just make sure we understand that stuff a little better, because again, I and and like the second half, we did it so much better, right? We took it in there. They're still collapsing. We're getting it out and around, and we're getting much. We're getting great looks, and you know, and obviously it helps when you make a few. It gives us gives you a little little boost of confidence there, but yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Uh, at this point, I, I don't know. I want to probably think about that just a little bit and see see um, just let it let it digest a little bit. You can ask me pregame if you want Sunday. Um, well, it should a little bit. I think, I think that, um, you know, I think that you, you come out of the game the other night and you feel like, geez, we really played pretty well and pretty tough and, and, uh, had our, had our chances to win it. Right. Um, even though we didn't, again, we talked about, we know we didn't probably make enough offensive plays to win it, but we still had our chances. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that should give and and it's also good to like, really be tested at at the highest level. I mean, they were give give them a lot of credit. They were playing great defense, right? They were doing um what they wanted to do defensively at a high level, an energetic level, uh, a connected level and it's, you know, it's 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 we need to be able to make the reads against that stuff too because that's what we're going to see coming up next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I I think that um, I mean, listen, I would I would say to you that in the last uh, one, two, three, four, five, six half, eight halves, we've had six good ones offensively, right? Where we where we've done enough and created the good shots. I don't think we did a good job in the first half tonight, right? That's that's the one the one half I would throw in there. But I'm I'm feeling okay about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think um, you know they've they've um, certainly um, got a team that's been to the finals, right, and has championship aspirations. And I think um, teams like that try to cover all their bases times two or three, right? You got you know got some veteran big guys that come in there. You got a lot of shooting. Um, you know, to to make sure that you know your scorers can have space, or the or that they can make you pay when you send multiple bodies at them. Um, so yeah, I mean, they got a they got a very very good team, as their record indicates, and as their as their pedigree indicates right now. Nick Nurse post game, so I'm even more puzzled because he thought that everything was was ready to go at the start <laughs> of the game, and and it just didn't happen. I, I don't know what to make of that, Ward. Um, he's being a coach. He's being optimistic. He's he's believing, yeah. um, and I I think a lot of coaches around the league and just just in general, I think people just 
usually do that. I'm, I doubt Nick Nurse is ever going to come out and tell you maybe how he really feels about something. I'll, you know, we can take his words for you know face value, but he said six out of eight court, out, out of eight halves they started well offensively. Maybe we're just watching this, you know, a different game because I, I didn't, I don't know if I can agree with that. But uh, I mean, they, they've, they've shot the ball like you know poorly the last couple games and 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 these holes are coming from that and and you can't rely on your defense because there isn't enough people to actually go ahead and do that so with an undermanned lineup you got only got eight eight guys and a lot of that has been you know like extre- extremely extremely fluctuate it's extremely um f- it's extremely fluctuating excuse me um they yeah. they they fluctuate lineup so often and they 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 don't have the depth of a team like Boston so uh really hard to say that um you know they've 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 done well in quarters i i i don't know if i necessarily agree with that I, what i will say though is that um they definitely hurt themselves by not finishing around the rim i think he's absolutely right and and the the inability to convert on good offensive possessions puts this team in in holes and unfortunately makes them look worse you know what i mean than they are well, something else caught my ear there as Nick Nurse was saying that this game, as as bad as it was, is is not something that's likely to affect the standings very much. And interesting that he says that as I'm looking at the Philadelphia and Atlanta game going final, and Philly, without all of their starters on the road, took Atlanta to overtime and beat them in a big time upset. Oh. So in a se- in a season full of missed opportunities for the Raptors, this might have been another one because if the Raptors had come out tonight, played well and actually won the game in Boston, then the 8th seed would have gone down to the final day of the regular season. It would have been still in play with Atlanta losing today. The Raptors still would have had a shot to get 8. Instead, of course, they lose and here we are, Raptors as we know now are ninth. They'll play Chicago on Wednesday. Winner of that goes on to play the loser of Atlanta-Miami on Friday for the grand prize of playing Milwaukee in the first round of the playoffs. But, yeah, I I mean, I I think that was a a mistake that maybe a bunch of us, all of us made going into today is like, well, the odds are so low of them getting eighth. It probably doesn't matter what happens here. They're probably going to end up in ninth. And, like, yeah, that's what the odds told us. But, you never know. Crazy things happen in this league. And unfortunately, while the Raptors were never in the driver's seat here, that was always Atlanta. It was still important that they took care of their own business just in case something crazy happened. And they didn't do that. And something crazy happened. Well, in, in a wild sort of way, it sort of describes the season, doesn't it? Uh, missed opportunity, yeah. uh, not controlling your fate, and, and relying on others. And, and the, there we are. This is the best example of it tonight, Warren. We can go down the list, Hat Man. I mean, I could even yeah. think of the game in Brooklyn earlier on in the year. Raptors gave up a, a pretty big lead, uh, ended up losing that game on the road. There's there's a couple that stand out, but yeah, I mean, missed opportunities all across the board and lineup changes as well, the depth and the lack of depth, the non-bench scoring, and then now it's just coming down to poor offense. And a lot of that probably has to do with you know, tired legs. Like this guy's been locking a lot of minutes, and that adds up over the course of the season. And once your legs go, when it comes to shooting jump shots, it's it's really really hard to make them. You know, it's and that that's from personal experience. It's really really hard to go ahead and make them when you're when, you know when your body is not in it. And if you change your shot by a degree, you know you're probably gonna miss. And we I, I think we've seen a lot of that. We've seen Fred. You know the the. You know, the poor shooting nights and whatnot, I think, has a lot to do with just the minutes played. And again, it's not an excuse. It's just a reality. 
every season is 82 games, but some 82-game seasons feel longer than others, right? And I remember all the guys saying (laughs) after the Tampa season how long and tiring, exhausting mentally and physically that felt. And I'll be interested to know whenever this ends, however this ends, hopefully some guys are are truthful with us and let us know like what this felt like because at least for us, this this has been a slog of a season for sure. Absolutely. And guys, uh, because you slog through tonight's game, take the rest of the night off. <laughs> Your generosity well, knows no bounds, huh, Tap Man? It's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's it really is. Magnanimous. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Raptors game night on TSN 1050.